Hello and welcome back to another episode of Beth Pal Bam. As always, I'm your host, Paul, and joining me for one of the last times is Josh. Even. Uh, and not for the last time, hopefully, Tony. Hello. So this this episode is is quite delayed. Um, due to me. Um, God damn you, Paul. I didn't see Across the Spider-Verse until yesterday. We're recording this, this on Sunday, the 25th of June, and I've only just seen it. Um, three weeks ago, it came out, was it? Like? Yeah. Yeah, I just haven't had the opportunity. I've been away. Um, last weekend, I was I was at Stonehenge. On the on the Sunday and and Oxford, so I was away. We all quite know what a bit. you were doing at Stonehenge, don't we? I was. It was the wrong day for the nakedness. That came a couple of days later <laughs> for the summer solstice. I wasn't there for that. I was there a couple of days later. Oh, just lad, just talk it out, spread it around yeah. the classroom. <laughs> you can you can just imagine, Mister Solveig, um, <laughs> Stylo, Kanye. Um, but yeah, I didn't get to see it until like three weeks after it came out. You guys, Josh, I know you saw it. Did you see it opening weekend? I think it was opening weekend, if not the, the week after. Yeah. Tony, when when did you see it? I couldn't can't remember. It's that long ago. It was yeah, like it was the Saturday, wasn't it? I think the Saturday yeah. afternoon. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So I, I was a bit behind just because I've been busy with, with general life, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, but I managed yeah, to sit yeah. down for a double bill yesterday um, with my, with my little one. It's hard fitting them in, isn't it, as well? Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's And yesterday just happened to be an, a day when I we were both free. Um, so I, I took him, and we'll talk about the, the other other film on the next episode. Yeah. Um, so as we always do, um, we're going to do what worked and what didn't. I get the feeling you guys are probably going to have mostly what did work. I know you were both in, impressed with it. Yeah. Yeah. I have got one thing, ironically, well, rather aptly to do with the end of, at the, end of the episode, our podcast, at the end. So, but, but yeah, mostly good things. So, yeah. Yeah. So, which one of you wants to go first? And well, as always, you can I, pick whatever you want. I will jump in, I suppose, straight away with, with a, given that it's an animated film. It's a bit of a two for A with the animation generally, and B the way that they use different styles for the different worlds. Oh um, yeah, and the, the color bleeds and stuff like that. I just thought it was fantastically done this time around. Yeah, yeah, no, I I agree with that. And even my little one is ten, and and it was like, why did Spider Punk keep changing color <laughs> every time he was on on screen? Mm. He, he was a different color. Um, <laughs> But that's because he didn't really belong anywhere. No. Because he was a punk, he was kind of... It was anarchy against every every world that he was in. He wanted to be different. As an aside, he was... I don't know, we just jumped... It'll be interesting to see what his world is like because the rumours they're going there, aren't they, in the next one? So it'll be yeah. interesting whether, yeah. whether, the, whether the animation itself is more settled or whether the old universe is like him. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. If it is, I think people might as well just take acid before they go and watch it because that <laughs> might make make it look a bit like more sensical. Yeah, 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 and I agree. Yeah, my little one was absolutely buzzing about the Lego world. Oh, it was. It was great, wasn't it? And done by a four-year-old kid. Yeah, which is just unbelievable. But 
yeah, I I enjoyed enjoyed that. That probably for the most part, the the thing that I was I was going to bring up was that the first film was so fresh, it was so new. Yeah. Um, and in some ways, this film's done that justice, but in some ways, it it hasn't. And, and I'll talk about that when I get to to what didn't work because it's not not generally about the animation that I had the the issues with it not being fresh. I think I think that worked out really yeah. well again. Um, and the fact that we did see m- like more worlds this time mm. than we did last time. Because last time we kind of got little snippets of the spider people that had come through before yeah, they came through. And that was kind of it. Yeah. Mm. Um, whereas this, we kind of delved into it a bit more and kind of really left Brooklyn behind for a large mm. portion of the of the film this time. Yeah. So. Yeah. I think Josh? I'll, I'll, yeah, I think I'll jump in with a, a, another thing that worked. Um, I would say the best thing about this film, um, and to be honest, it, it was even better on the second rewatch that I have managed to do um the cameos just whether it's insomniac spider-man spectacular spider-man the live action ones not so much because they were obviously just bits of stock footage chucked in um Mm. but like i was literally as they were going through the um like the hq of all the spider-men um or spider people i should say um i was literally just sat there going there's that one there's that one. There's that one. Oh God, there's that one. There's that. I literally the the people in the chairs next to me were just looking at me, going, "What the fuck is this guy on?" <laughs> well, I, I'm quite chuffed that you didn't spot Insomniac when I had to point him out to you. <laughs> well, I saw the the glaringly obvious one when he's between the two vats. Oh yeah. Um, but, he, but, like, but he's also when, in another scene, isn't he? I think. Yeah, the very first one that he's actually in, which I did spot on the second viewing. Um. I did. I didn't pick up first time round. Um, I think it's when well, he's I did walking. I like that gag as well. About yeah. the one you're on about now. The, the, the just the honking great advert for their own game, basically. <laughs> I know. Well, the thing that I loved as well. Um, Miles's roommate is playing the new Spider-Man came on his PS5. Yes. <laughs> I was just like, yes, I need to see this bit over and over again. Yeah, I'm definitely because I. I Scale down with buying me Marvels now because all the newer ones are Disney Plus, and um, because you know, I mainly bought the Infinity Saga, but because this is Sony, I'll probably go out and buy that. I'll buy these two, and yeah, have the complete trilogy of the three. So I can't wait to just re watch and re watch that when it comes out. On Disney. <laughs> yeah, and it's even ones that you just don't recognize. I also saw um, Paper Bag, I did see Bag, yeah. Yeah, um, was in there as well. But some of the, the the unreal ones that were just like huge, great big, like me- mechanical the, ones. The one that really made me laugh was Cowboy Spider Man, <laughs> and the fact that they used him in that whole sequence as well. That was piss yeah. funny with his horse as well, and also the car. I, what's the what's the backstory for the car? Did he the, get sp- the, the spider buggy. <laughs> yeah, did he get radioactive petrol or something? <laughs> Got they actually by a radioactive petrol pump. What's really weird was that they were selling that like a couple of years ago. Yeah. So they did these things. You know when Disney had that Disney Infinity thing? 
Yeah. The the compute guy. Um, they then ended up like remodeling the figures after they discontinued it, and they turned them into like these multiple articulate figures. And Sam's collected them. We've got mm-hmm. quite a few hanging around the house, and they actually sold the spider buggy as part of it. Wow. <laughs> I mean, I was, I, me and Sam just sat there and went, "It's the spider buggy." What, what's going on? Um, but yeah, though, those those scenes were great. Um, and I, I suppose we have to touch on the the Donald Glover cameo. Oh, yeah, <laughs> which was just so left field. Yeah. But on me, I mean, Josh has just mentioned the other two. They use the snippets from the film, but I, I thought they were cool to see him in there because they also raised questions. Those three cameos yeah. about the nature of the multiverse and the Spider Verse, and would those characters become live action if they step into one, or vice versa? Or yes, yeah, it's, it's interesting because yeah. you've got to assume that they've captured him in the bubble, yeah. and when they pulled him through, the bubbles kind of protected him from from changing. Becoming- yeah, that's why that's why I loved him that she answered. Yeah. <clears throat> and and yeah. similarly, the fact they used those two live action clips from the other two Spider Men, they're saying, well, look, yeah. there are these live action Spider Verses. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and, and I, I think I think there is an argument to be made in that if you're live action Spider Man and you get pulled into the, I, I can, I'm going to call it the Bureau because I can't remember what it's actually called, but if you're pulled into that world, then you stay live action. But mm. you will glitch into an animated form. Yeah, yeah. Um, like, and the reason I I think I mean I'm not trying to predict what the next film will will happen in it. Um, but I think there will be a live version, live action version of Miles at some point that will glitch yeah. and look basically exactly like the one we know. Hmm. Yeah. 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 Definitely. No, I I thought the the, the Spider Verse introductions was great, but this is <laughs> this is where I'm going to say something that didn't work. Go on. Um, the lack of use of the characters that we'd already met. Yes. Mm. I thought that was then to have to reintroduce a whole new set of characters, and really, even Peter B was barely. Yeah, he's in it for all of five minutes ish, something like that. Yeah, and it just it just felt like you introduced this whole new set of characters, and we only really meet one of them throughout the film, and then the rest of them come back in the last, the last shot kind yeah. of scene. Yeah, and yeah. it's like, hmm, and, and that kind of ties in. It's going to be interesting because they're meant to be doing this Spider-Man Noir live action series, mm. which was the reason they gave for him not being in this film, but clearly he's going to be in the final one. So yeah. how does it all fit in? <laughs> it, mm. And it just, that kind of just tied into, into the, the lack of usage of those, those characters that we already know. And it, it kind of felt like they were doing the same thing again, introducing a whole new set of characters Mm. Yeah, we didn't yeah, know a whole lot about the other ones. Yeah, like, um, I don't know if this is completely on PC for me to say, but I've completely forgotten his name. But Indian Spider Man, yeah. I could, I, I don't know, I, I couldn't really get in touch with his character, if that makes sense. Yeah, really... we kind of got thrown into his world and didn't know anything really about him. Yeah, because mm. I know there's been Spider-Man India comics, there's been Spider-Man manga comics, all that stuff. 
but they're not as widely known. So if you're going to put them in a film, be it live action, be it animation, anything, you've got to flesh out that world in that time that you're given. Mm. And I just didn't feel they did that at all. No. And I think that's the problem. Again, we've we've met those characters the first time round, and then they've done exactly the same thing again with a whole new set of characters. Yeah. Um, And that was where I didn't feel, feel it was as fresh as the first one. Yeah, because it was just repeating what it had already done, and and yeah, there's there's definitely a noticeable change in storytelling with the the change of directors hmm. on this one. Um, it was it was very limited in in character building. There was a lot yeah. of Miles, which you expect. It's Miles' yeah. story. A lot of Gwen, and not a lot else of anything else. Character-wise, it just felt like at times they were just chucking characters at the wall to see whether they'd stick. Yeah. See, the thing is, if they were going to do something like that, I would be perfect. I would have been perfectly happy if they'd have gone with animated Spider-Man that have already had semi-fleshed out um, stories, whether it's uh, that a wide audience are relatively aware of so whether that's the 90s spider-man cartoon spectacular spider-man spider-man noir even i know there's the the reason why he wasn't in this but people had a rough idea of what his world was like based on that first film yeah yeah and really the the characters they picked in the first film were other than penny i felt they were fairly well known yeah in in term like noir might not be but people knew of him yeah, before like that, you, maybe not like the if, general if, audience. But... Yeah, if you'd have shown a photo of Spider-Man Noir to a, I'd, I'd probably say a Spider-Man fan, but not a Spider-Man geek as we are. Yeah, and um, you would probably still go, "Oh, that looks like Spider-Man." Yeah, and everybody knew who Peter Porker was. Well, yeah, because that was a very nineties Spider-Man character. Yeah, yeah. In the same way that Howard the Duck. Most people will go into a, like a Marvel film and Howard the Duck appears. Oh, it's Howard the Duck. Yeah. But this time around, they introduced characters that were very new in the same way that Miles is, but that a general comic book audience might not know that much about. So yeah. that That's just, just my thoughts. I didn't think character-wise they picked the right people. I love Spider-Punk. Uh, Spider I had no problems with him at all. Um, but he's very a very niche character. Yeah. Yes. I, I, the thing is, he's not had that much comic book material either, so I think they're using no. this as a way to broaden that, introduce him to a new, well, yeah. a new audience, and then either they bring out a, a, a comic series or an a, a, a animated series. Yeah, I'm only familiar with him really through the skin in the first game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, very much so. And, and and yeah, look, I've got no problems with him with them introducing new characters, but they they dived so deep into Miles and Gwen's story that there was no time to flesh them out, no. unfortunately. And now it looks like they're reverting back to most of the characters from the first film mm. in the next one. It's kind of like they realise within their own development process. 
Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Right. Tony, how about you for your next? Funny you should mention, Gwen, because I got a little bit of a twofer again. Um, for me, one of the other things that were was Gwen's story. And yes. also this, this this idea, and I'm touching on India as well, this idea of the creation of Spider-Man being effectively one of those fixed points in time. But if yeah. it yeah. doesn't happen and doesn't happen properly, it, things go tits up like an incursion. It's almost like like a... In, the, <laughs> the for, excursion doesn't sound right as the reverse of an incursion, but it's kind of like a incursion adjacent, isn't it? That if, if certain yeah. things don't happen... In a university, it's it's not good as well. And I, I like that those both of those work for me. Um, yeah, tiny bad and everything. Yeah, definitely. It, it feels like this film could have just kind of concentrated on that relationship. Mm. Yeah, and and not really done anything else. Look, we're not going to beat around the bush. We love Haley on this podcast. Yeah, we thought she was great in in Hawkeye. She's great as Gwen. She could, to be honest, she could be do. Uh, she could do with being a variant of Spider Gwen in live action. She yeah. already said she'd like to play the live action. Wasn't yeah, it? I, I, unfortunately, I, I think that ship sailed, though, with I her do, now but, being Kate. I yeah. do, but like I say, variant. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, I I agree. I I think that that story is great, telling the the, the story of her and her dad. Obviously, we've we see another version of her dad in those flashbacks as well uh, or mm. the or the when he he's going through the the different universes um we see the the live action version of Gwen Gwen and her dad um so it is it's it's very interesting that i don't know a lot about this and i'm i'm wondering whether this might be completely left field but i wonder whether we might see Gwen Paul in <laughs> Deadpool 3. Um, That'd be interesting. Yeah, which would be a great way to introduce her in, back into live action again. Yeah, give, give Hayley that gig then. That'd be, that'd be yeah, to do it. yeah, exactly. It, it would work perfectly. Um, yeah. So, yeah, no, I I agree. I, I think she's probably the strongest bit of this film. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, um, the fact that, I mean, it, it caught me out completely that she's the one that starts the narration. Yeah. Oh, it's an interesting change. Yeah, and again, we didn't really get that whole narration thing that we got in the first film. Mm. I like that. I thought they could have brought that back. Mm. I'm the one and only Spider-Man. And they yeah. kind of did it a couple of times, but it, it didn't quite gel as well. Mm. It wasn't so in your face given an explanation as to what happened to him like they, they did in the first one. So... Yeah, it, it did. It, it was a you expect it to be miles, don't you? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I suppose Josh, how about you? Uh, I'm gonna go for something that didn't work this time. Um, now I do not mean this as a whole at all, but by the time about it's about the time of when Miles is being chased by all the other Spider-Men. When he then makes his way back to the quote-unquote Bureau, um, from that point onwards, I knew, except for the slight plot twist at the end, um, I knew pretty much exactly where the plot with this film was going, and I found it quite predictable. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I found it 
at times quite predictable as yeah. well. Because the, the second they mentioned that the spider that bit Miles in the first film was from a different Earth, I yeah. thought to myself, right, so by the end of this film, Miles is ending up on that Earth. Yeah, see, I mean, yeah. that completely escaped me. And until until he until he lands there, I thought, oh, that don't look like his own world. Um, so no, so I, I didn't I didn't make that connection at all when they sent him through the machine that he was going to the wrong place. Yeah, I I think as you say, Tony, it, it becomes very very obvious once they start doing the side by side stuff. Yeah, with mm. Miles and Gwen, that yeah. they're aiming for the same place. That it, you feel like they should be bumping into each other by now. Yeah. Uh, and they aren't. <laughs> um, yeah, see, see, for me, I, that, I made that connection quite a bit earlier and I was like, oh, I've kind of spoiled the film for myself now if that happens. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. fuck you, brain. <laughs> um, yeah. But don't get me wrong, I'm very, very interested to see where it goes. But on that same note, I thought that when... Um, they figured out that they were on the wrong earth. There was still about, what, five, ten, maybe ten minutes left of the movie to go. And I thought it could have quite easily ended there. And then the Well, there you go, Josh. You, you brought my one concern I mentioned at the top of the record. It, it felt like the film had three, three possibly four ending opportunities. But yeah. you could have easily ended it out almost in India as well. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And say, so, oh, that's not good if that happens, and then cut it there. So yeah, and it, it and it also, as it doesn't have a proper ending, it's left on a kind of cliffhanger moment. Yeah. Mm. Um, I I like the fact that we see the scene together at the end. I still yeah. think that's a great shot to end on. Um, but you see, yeah, for me, that ending shot could have been the opening shot of the of the third film. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And in some ways, they didn't even need to show the villain Miles. No. And no. That, that could have been the big drawing point for the trailer for the third film. Yeah. Like, they, yeah. Could, have, they could have left you thinking, oh, is it one of the Spider-Men we already know? Mm. Yeah. That's the villain. And then yeah. they could have opened the third film with him kind of coming out of the shadows. Yeah. So that did, yeah, there was very much a lot of opportunities to to end it before they did. Yeah. So. Yeah. So it went like Charles twenty for that reason, wasn't it? Really, in the end, I think. Yeah. Running. So. Um, that. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, and my and this seems like I'm pulling it apart, but you guys have picked the good things about it. Um, my my other bug bet. Not the animation style, but it's that that way they've kind of made it grainy. I thought they did it over the top this time. At what? times I was sitting staring at the screens and it literally looked like there was lines across the screen. Oh, yes. Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah, there's certainly... Uh, I remember seeing that myself in the... Um, I think in the, um, the meeting with the guidance counsellor and um, his dad's shoulder, there's a lot of grain coming out at the end of his shoulder. Yeah. I remember, yeah. Yeah, compared like I know that the first one was something new, and they did it, and it it worked. It kind of more had a, it kind of had that three D effect, didn't it, in the first one? Mm, like yeah. you hadn't got your glasses on, and it wasn't quite right. 
But this time yeah. at times, yeah, I was just looking at the screen and at, at times it looked like there was static going across the screen. Huh. <laughs> yeah, it's, it, it, it's, it's a deliberate kind of style. I'm looking at my uh, the rucksack by my side, which has got that same lattice sort of look on it. It's that, isn't it? It's that weird yeah. sort of fabric lattice kind of a look. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I totally agree. And yeah, it just, it took me out of the film a couple of times because mm-hmm. it was just so much. Um, and obviously in different worlds, it had a different look. But yeah, there was a couple of times when I just looked at it and I thought, it just looks like the screen's not working properly. Mm. So... Unfortunately, that was that was one of the the down things. I just think they they overdid it a little bit this time. Um, we're trying to make it look different. So before we go, have you guys got anything else you want to add um, uh, before we give our final thoughts? Just generally, I I, I rate it as one of the because we know this is going to be a three part, one of the best middle sections in a long while. Um, yeah, and, and I actually said since Godfather too, and um. What was the other one? Uh, something else I picked as well. And I, I, I thought it was, as a middle section, it was that good as a middle section. Um, yeah. Narratively, I think I still prefer the first film, but as a middle film, I thought this was really good effort. Um, and, yeah. and Beyond has got a lot of work to do to finish it off well. Yeah, see, yeah. I, think, I think that my, the first time I saw it, I saw it with uh, one of my cousins and I said to her, this fil- my thoughts about this film are going to be determined by how the next film sticks the landing. Mm, I get that. Yeah, at, yeah and definitely. that's just that that will go with anything that's a two part. It was the same with um, Deathly Hallows Part One and Two when when those yeah. first came out because I adored the book of that and the first half of that book I thought was a bit slow and hard to get through, and then the second half was fantastic. So. You know, it's one of them where, like, you watch the first one, you go, oh, I've got to wait all that time for that, what, the second one to come out. And initially, you know, the third one was coming out next year. That's not fucking yeah. happening now. <laughs> no. um, so, you know, I've got to wait even longer. And I'm hoping that, like, as that time goes by, I'll watch this second one more and more and go, no, do you know what? I'm actually coming around to this a lot, a lot more. Mm. Yeah. But one one final thing I've got to mention is Oscar Isaac as Miguel O'Hara. Yeah. That mm. was a fantastic fucking piece of casting. Yeah. 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 He's uh he's very he much a comic book guy, isn't he? Yeah. 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 He and I hope that man carries on doing live action, voiceover, animation. I don't care if it's mocap anything to do with comic book stuff because he clearly loves it we love him for it the studios love him yeah, and it, did, it didn't even feel like it didn't feel like another version of moon knight either no, no. It, no. if anything he was closer to poe mm. yeah actually yeah. in this in characterization um yeah. so it, it clearly shows you he's he's got range because he's not pulling out the same performance as a superhero yeah. every time no. Um, so yeah, and I hope we get to see a little bit more of him as well in the Do next film. Do you think film. he'd make a good? I mean, I know it won't obviously be um, main universe Miguel O'Hara, but do you think he'd make a good live action variant of like uh, Miguel? Yeah, I do. I think uh, yeah. he's, he's pretty much perfect. Even the character even looked like him. 
Mm. I'd say he looks a bit more hench. He looks a bit more like Dwayne Johnson, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, but it, in terms of the the facial features. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. It, it but, really did so, look so, like him. So, so if we do a sort of um, Chris Evans, Captain America one type thing, and that we have a dead scrawny guy with Chris Evans' face, but then in this instance we have Dwayne Johnson's body with Oscar Isaac's head. <laughs> We do that. Oh God! <laughs> <laughs> the nightmares create themselves. They do. It's like the toys <laughs> from Toy Story from Sid's bedroom. <laughs> um, but yeah, my thoughts are pretty much the same as you guys. Um, it's a great second part. The second parts are always difficult. Even my favourite trilogies, mm-hmm. it's always the second part that struggles, in my opinion. Back to, a lot of people won't agree with me, but I always thought Back to the Future 2 was the weakest part. Right. Um, no, I agree. It is the weakest. Uh, but it, 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 like Josh said, it becomes stronger if you watch it maybe as a triple bill. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. And I think this yeah. is going to be the case with this one. And this one's ended on that kind of cliffhanger. We don't know where yeah. it's going. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, it could, the thing is, it could so easily have been a second Matrix film and that would not have been good. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. So, well, but then there's only one Matrix film as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I totally agree. It was still, uh, uh, and we'll talk about it on the next one. Uh, of the two films I saw yesterday, this was still my favourite of the two. Mm. Um, so, uh, yeah, I agree. It's still it's still a 80 percenter. Yeah, and above. So, yeah, it. Uh, and it's it's great because animation hasn't done that well in recent no, years. No, no, it's not. Um, so it's it's really good to to see that this is doing well and it's it's back as number one in the US box office again. I think it's still number one here, isn't it? Uh, it wasn't. Flash had taken number one. Oh, okay. um, but it's probably Ow. it probably has <laughs> jumped above it again. Yeah, it wasn't a big box office. Okay. Um, yeah. So, but I would imagine it'll probably jump back to number one again this week. Given the the, the recent Craven trailer, you just kind of wish Sony would do all of their titles in animation. <laughs> yeah, yeah, very much so. Uh, but unfortunately, they won't. Um, and we'll leave it at that for now. <laughs> <laughs> so, thank you very much, boys, as always. Um, thank you, Josh, for your penultimate episode. We're just about to record the final one. Yep. after this um, but thank you very much listeners remember to follow us on social medias at BPB Podcast Productions across uh, your usual social medias and we will be back with our second episode this month as we review The Flash <laughs>